Hey everybody and welcome to the first episode ever of the Under a Rock podcast with your hosts, Mr. B and Charla. That's me. There she is. This is a podcast where uh, basically Charla is going to tell me all about, uh, you know, news. Could be local, could be national, could be uh, international, could be worldwide. I mean, that's what international is, I guess, in, in the sense. Yes, it is. <laughs> but the point is, is that it can be news from wherever, and it's news that she's read that I don't follow because I don't follow the news whatsoever. So this is going to be a podcast of her essentially telling me about world events and local events and things that I may not know about. And some will be not great, and some will be weird, and some will maybe be awkward, but we'll find out. Some might be fun. Oh, some might be fun. That That's exciting. Okay, well, I mean, uh, take it away, Charla, I guess. So the first headline I have here is the endangered giant pink slugs found alive after Australia bushfires. Do you, do you know what a, a giant pink slug is? I've never heard of a giant pink slug before. I wish I had a picture for you because they're kind of amazing. They're like... 20 centimeters I'll, long. I'll put it up on the screen on the on the YouTube video. And they're not pink, they're red. But for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm sorry, you'll have to Google it. Yeah, sorry. So, Australian wildlife officials say dozens of endangered slugs found only at the top of an extinct volcano have survived the bushfires that ripped through their habitat. About 60 Mount Capitar, I hope I'm saying that right, slugs, also called Capitar pink slugs because of their striking color, were spotted by rangers after a recent rainfall following the bushfires. The New South Wales Parks and Wildlife Service posted the positive news on its Facebook page over the weekend, noting there had been fears for this unusual species. They're also huge for slugs, growing as long as 20 centimeters. Despite some survivors, around 90% of the slug population is estimated to have been killed by the fires as they shelter in bark and trees. He said those that survived probably did so by hiding in rock crevices. Their habitat is also slowly diminishing due to the ongoing climate crisis. Well, I mean, there's a few things to unpack here. First of all, they're huge. Those, yeah, that's 20 a huge, centimeters that's is a, a huge slug. That's a huge slug. <laughs> Second of all, they only live on the top of one volcano? Yes. <laughs> that is... Which that, that is that is the epitome of endangered. If yes. your environment is only one place, a single place in the entire world. Yeah, so most people will be like, oh, animals will just like high go higher altitudes because of it getting warmer and whatever, but like these slugs literally have nowhere to go. They are already at the highest they can go. That's crazy. That that is that is some very strange wildlife i'm glad that they're okay i'm glad that they didn't all die in the fires because those fires are really bad uh you know make sure that you uh support the wildfire relief in well, australia 90 I mean, percent of the population is estimated to have been killed by the that's fires. what i'm saying uh, well yeah so like that's a huge amount right now i don't have numbers on how many are like thought to be in the wild I mean, well, it's a, it's a freaking they said slug. they only found what sixty? Is that what you said? Sixty slugs. Right. So they found sixty. So like, I guess it'd be six hundred, <laughs> right? Because sixty would be ten percent. So if ninety percent died, there would have only been six hundred in the wild. Fair. Right. Yes. Right. So like, wow. That is a huge decimation of a population. But I'm glad that there are still some left, because then they can at least be taken care of and hopefully protected to, you know, be around a little bit longer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay, that's a that was a random news thing for sure. I really wish I had the picture for you. I bet they look amazing. very strange. They they look a little bit like like penises. Ah, <laughs> ah. Hashtag not safe for work. Those of you who want to Google it. But okay, like, all right. Also not because they're a slug. <laughs> yes, yes. But someone walking by your desk as you're looking at pictures might get the wrong impression. But they're really red. They're not pink. Doesn't matter. They're called pink, but doesn't, they're red. Doesn't matter. Okay. So, our uh, our fellow Newfoundlanders over there on the East Coast, buried under snow. For those of you who don't know, yes, we are Canadian. We are Canadian. A boot and hay and what now, eh? Sorry, eh? Take off. And it, so, one of our Newfoundlanders has uh, gained a little notoriety on TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Yes. Oh, God. So, a teenager in Newfoundland created an entire field of snow penguins. What? Yeah. So, uh, Melissa Bazin pans from a single penguin that she built out of snow to an army of 30 plus penguins that are also sculpted from snow. And then the video is overlaid with a very dramatic version of Someone Like You by Adele. She captioned it, day eight of the state of emergency. Day, day eight. (laughs) Yes. So the TikTok video has already received 262,000 at the time of this recording at the time of this recording views and over 300 comments on the app of course Canadians have been loving it because we love and hate snow at the same and time and penguins and penguins even though we don't have any yeah fair so most Newfoundlanders have managed to tunnel out of their homes by now and hopefully things should be returning to normal following the province's record-breaking snowstorm well I mean at least they're making uh, you know light of the situation they're in I guess or at least some of them are anyways yes. So I don't know if you saw this already. I don't have a link for it yet. Some people were building snow forts in their yard in order to be able to get out of their house. And so they created extra living rooms and dining rooms. Someone pulled out an old couch and set up a TV in one of them and just had their beer like in the wall beside them because that's Canadian AF. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, why not? Right. You've got you've got all this space that's somewhat protected from the elements, I guess, except that you're outside. If there's something Canadians know, it's snow. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I would risk putting my TV into a thing that could melt. I mean, I'm not there. There's there's no there's no risk of it melting at this point no. because there's so much snow. I get it, but at the same time, I don't know. Water and electronics have never really been something I like to mix. That's true. Do TVs still give off heat? Right. Sure do. Yeah. Not as much as they not used to. Not as much to. as the like the big tube TVs. Yeah, not as shit, much as they used to. Yeah. Yeah, because they had it like right up against the wall, their snow wall. <laughs> right up against the wall. But like they put down like... a rug and a coffee table. It was kind of it was something to see. Interesting. And that's what I'm really enjoying about this Newfoundland snowstorm thing. It's a state of emergency. It's scary as hell. But Newfoundlanders make you feel like you're missing out on something. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the fun they're having. Don't forget all the snow, though. Yeah, but look at all the fun they're having. We can't get to the grocery store. We're running out of food. Everything's cold, but hey, we're having fun. Yeah, fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's a very Canadian way to handle weather. It's a very Newfoundland way to handle weather. Well, that too, sure. You think, oh, Canadians are so nice and, like, they do all this shit together. No, you go to Newfoundland. That's, that's, that's real. That's the real place? I guarantee you, if we had that snow in this town, please, we would not be helping each other dig out. <laughs> please, please don't add us, literally every other Canadian who doesn't live in Newfoundland. Newfoundland we think you're special. pretty great too, I swear. 
They're special. Flanders are special. I have some American news. Okay. So, my headline. Video shows high winds blow down portion of border wall undergoing renovations. <laughs> yeah. He's okay. giggling. So I saw the picture. What? You saw the picture? I saw the picture. I haven't I haven't read any of the information. I saw the picture. Because it was all over Twitter when it happened. Oh, I'm sure right? it was. Um, and, and it looked hilarious. Well, I have background info on it now. The, the, the bigger thing for me, like, of course, I didn't read the article, so I'm going to let you give me the information before I comment farther. <laughs> read me the information that you've got there. Some newly installed panels from the U.S. border wall blew over from strong winds in the southeastern California area on Wednesday. The wall was undergoing renovations when unusually strong gusts blew the panels over to the Mexican side. Contractors were in the process of securing the panels as part of an ongoing project to upgrade approximately 17.7 kilometers of dilapidated fencing in the Calexico area along the California-Mexico border. Apparently, right after the panels were installed into the ground, the contractors poured concrete at the base of the panels, as they're supposed to, and then the wind pushed over the panels because the concrete was still wet. So the wind speeds at the time were between 32 and 48 kilometers per hour, and gusts of up to 72 kilometers per hour. No injuries or other damages were reported. So, so I'm not a construction person by any means. I have, I've never worked in construction. But I've lived in an area that's in perpetual construction. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've always seen or seen done or, you know, notice when people are, you know, putting in foundations for housing or, you know, blah, 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 like all these things... When they pour concrete and they put a thing into it to hold it up, they brace it on both sides. They put they put braces so that it doesn't tip over regardless of wind mm -hmm. or other other factors. Well, so are these are we saying that these engineers who are getting paid who knows how much god dang money to put up this or fix this wall they didn't do this? Apparently not. So the wind speeds at the time that I just told you there. Uh, that is actually at like, a speed that the weather network suggests bracing and strapping down objects regardless. So, like, <laughs> remember last year when our fence came down in the wind? Yes. Like that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, like, so not only is it normal, or in my opinion, should be normal practice to brace things that you're setting into concrete that are going to be standing straight up. But also, the weather network would have told them, hey, you should be bracing and strapping down things that could tip over or go flying in this speed of wind. And yet they still didn't do it. So there's two strikes for them. The third strike is that they just get paid way too much money to do what they're doing. Okay, that three strikes, you're out. <laughs> That's it. I enjoy that it fell into the Mexico side. America's invading Mexico. <laughs> I feel like that's probably not how they view it, but I mean, you, sure. Okay. Well, I also think it's nature suggesting, like, open borders. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> listen, I mean, you and I are... Uh, we're Canadian. We'll not get into that. We're Canadian. We're not going to talk about American politics and how they handle their border because, you know, it's not really our concern. Although, I guess we do share a border with you. An open border. Yeah. But that's... Well, listen, let's not get into it. Okay. What's next? Explosion rattles central Halifax after man forgets about propane tank, lights cigarette in car. <laughs> hold on. Hold, hold on. There's, there's, there's a joke here. Where is it? Something about gas. Okay, well then you're going to enjoy the story. 
Okay. Okay. Let's hear the story. So Halifax police and fire crews responded to reports of a car explosion in a parking lot at Quinpool Center, a shopping area on Quinpool Road around 7 p.m. Thursday. Hold on. I haven't found the joke, but I have questions. And I know your article is going to answer them, but I got to ask them before you answer them. Because if I don't ask them now, people aren't going to get to hear me being like, what the hell? Okay. First of all. Yes. Lighting a cigarette around a can of propane isn't going to necessarily do anything. Okay? Like, it's not going to not gonna cause an explosion. Because most of the time, propane tanks are sealed. Mm-hmm. And not open, spewing gas. Mm-hmm. And propane has a very distinct smell. Mm-hmm. So if it is open, you're probably going to smell it. Especially if you're in an enclosed space like a car. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just so that, that that's all I need to put out there. Now go go ahead. Finish. Halifax Regional Fire District Chief Kevin Reed says they found a man inside the damaged vehicle, which lost its roof, windows, and paneling in the explosion. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> I just have this. I just have this image in my head of this guy. Just like the cartoon stuff from back in the day, like Looney Tunes and stuff, but like the car, so like the windows are gone, the roof's blown off, he's sitting there with a cigarette in his mouth and he's all like charred and his hair's all spiky because the car's just gone like, and he's not, he's not, he's not like hurt or injured in any way, but like, he's just like super shocked that this has happened. He was still in the vehicle, Reed said. (laughs) He explained what happened. He said he quit smoking a year ago. He decided he was going to have a cigarette. He went back to his car, had a little nap, then after this nap, lit up a cigarette and the car exploded. Uh-huh. So he was carrying a propane tank in the back seat that he forgot about, and we believe that's the reason for the explosion. But, 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 okay, this still doesn't answer my questions. The man was checked at the scene before being taken to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. So it did happen! Yes! He was the cartoon, <laughs> the cartoon man with his hair all spiky and just like char marks, and the windows and the roof blown off his car, and he's just sitting there, and like the cigarette maybe like, you know, like the, where like they light it and the dynamite's in the end of the cigarette and it just kind of like blows back. Mm-hmm. So it's like all like, <laughs> Yeah. So the article also said that there was not going to be any kind of criminal investigation because apparently they believe this guy's story. No kidding. But like, like you said, propane has a very distinct smell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tanks don't just like. But like also then the question is, is like, okay, so he went to his car and had a nap. Yes. Just had a quick winker. Just a quick winker. Just needed a little winker. Just needed a little winker. So you know what I'm gonna. You know what makes me sleep? Opening a propane tank in my car while I need to sleep. Right. Like. Right. How how much was this open and or leaking that he didn't suffocate in that car right? before lighting the cigarette? This is what I'm thinking. Like, I'm like, wait a this minute. This man should be part of the Darwin Awards, <laughs> and instead he's just like walking around like, damn, I'm a lucky fuck. <laughs> like what? But I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it. That is the that is a very ridiculous story. Hilarious because it's also hilarious true. because he's unhurt. Yes. If he had been hurt, then if he was dead, I would not be telling you this. I would be, oh shit, that's a tragedy. (laughs) You'd probably still tell me, but you'd be like, someone won a Darwin Award. Um, Right? Like, then that would be it. That would be where you'd preface it, right? Wait for our last one here. But holy moly. (laughs) Like, what a. What a situation. And the, the, the best part about that is I can just see the guy just sitting in his car, just in utter, like disbelief that this has happened and the cop or the firefighter walks up to him and goes you all right and he's just like "Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i'm okay you you sure uh you know 
Could be better, I guess. Meanwhile, the car's just, like, half gone, and his cigarette's gone out of his mouth, and, like... Like, how, how do you go home and explain this to yes! your friends and family? What happened to your car? I was car? Just thinking that. How, what happened to your car? Uh, I had a cigarette. Yeah. I thought you quit. Y- yeah. <laughs> what about it? Uh, well, long story short, the car the car blew up. <laughs> well, uh, you're going to need to give me a little more detail. Wow. Wow, what a ridiculous story. So the article mentioned as well that they thought that the propane tank had ended up on the roof of a local Wendy's. It it, shot out of the car? No, they actually found it underneath the car. Under the car? Yeah. So it it went down, like, through the floor? So, like, yeah, it forced itself down when it exploded, which is really weird to me. How was it sitting? I don't understand. I'm not any kind of engineer, physics kind of person. super weird. But, like... Generally, when things explode, they go Outward. out and up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not down. I guess it's fair that it would, like... No. I guess... I... Nope. Okay. <laughs> you had it right the first time, I think. I don't know. Maybe, we're not experts. Who knows? No. I don't have a headline. No headline? No headline. Okay. Because I'm just kind of piecing it together from a few things I've seen now. And if I tell you the headline, it gives away what I'm going to ask you in a minute. Oh, Oh, this is a this is a this story is a with a line. question on the yes. end. Okay, all right, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm not going to get into the giant mess that is the Democratic Iowa caucus, because it always is. Uh, but with Sanders and Warren held up in Washington at the impeachment, both have sent surrogates in their stead. So Sanders has sent Alex there has sent Alex- Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I can never say her name. That's why I say AOC in his place. Do you want to guess who Elizabeth Warren has sent? Seeing as this podcast is aptly named Under a Rock, how would you think I would know literally any American politician? You know who AOC is and Sanders and Warren because I talk about them all the time. Well, sure. Okay. You've named the three I know. You know who Mayor Pete is. Did they send Mitt Romney? Because I heard he didn't get an invite. (laughs) No. Warren has sent Bailey Warren. Her golden retriever. She sent a dog? She sent her dog with her husband, Bruce Mann, who is my personal choice for the first first man ever in the White House. Hey. But that's that's Iowa right now. Iowa is huge in the Democratic nomination. Always has been, always will be. Yeah. And so, with Sanders and Warren not being able to go, Yeah. this is what's happening. We're getting dogs. We're getting a dog. <laughs> So this is the dog that's on the campaign trail, is what you're saying. This dog is on the campaign trail for Elizabeth Warren. I mean, I mean, kudos to her for knowing that people are suckers for dogs. Yep, yep. Hashtag cats for life. <laughs> well, apparently they put the campaign signs at, like, knee height so that people could bend down with the dog and take... Take photos. photos. The same way that, like, Warren takes photos with anybody who asks. Right, right. Yeah. Of course. So, of course, with Iowa, it is a tight four-way race now with Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, your creepy Uncle Joe, and Mayor Pete. And the dog. Well, the dog's campaigning for Warren. The dog should be getting <laughs> its own votes. I mean, there are a lot of places in the U.S. where mayors and... Isn't there some sort of cat that's a mayor of somewhere? Yeah, I think that's in Canada. There are a lot of places that have dogs and cats. And I think I saw a lizard once. A lizard? <laughs> For mayors. Lizard. P- 
people get so upset with the with fucking the, bureaucracy with the people, yeah. that they yeah well someone puts up a joke ballot yeah. basically well, of there's like someone, vote for this and then people do there is some state i'm sure maybe it's just a town look and we're getting into the hypothetical where now. where a dog is their their judge like their chief <laughs> justice <laughs> well has he been a good boy or a bad boy rough all right then <laughs> Okay, ten years in jail. I mean, I... That's a ridiculous story. There's not much meat for me to talk about there and to unpack. Just that she's obviously playing to the fact of, like, people... People love, love dogs. dogs. And, like, I, I feel like... And maybe her husband, we don't know. Let's be honest. I mean, like, Sanders made a good choice with AOC. Yeah. Right? A lot of people like she's her. She's a celebrity in her own right? right now. Correct. Yeah. So, like, he made a good choice sending her... And I think Warren made the made an interesting choice picking a dog. It's it's very definitely very different. Yeah. Right. Again, because because this is called under under a rock. I don't follow politics in Canada, let alone the U.S. So like the amount of stuff that I'm gonna say or talk about on here is very like minimal when it comes to American politics. This is why this is the only politic one I chose. Correct. Yeah, that's fair. Because I was like, Steve's going to like a dog. It's a fun one. It's got a dog. <laughs> and it's a cute dog. And, and just so that we're clear, when I say hashtag cats for life, I love all animals. I just prefer cats. That's all. Seal attack on Nova Scotia Island leaves Quebec hunter with 26 stitches. Snitches get stitches, yeah. Did he, was he telling stories about the seal? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? What did the seal do? He's about do? to. What was the seal doing that was illegal? I don't get it. Absolutely nothing. So, but then, so then, why was he snitching on the seal <laughs> to get stitches? Oh, I see. I've taken what you said and ran with it too far now. Okay. Too far, so, Stephen. All right, tell me what's up. So this, so this Quebec man who was obviously doing something that he shouldn't have been doing, probably is my guess, uh, got attacked by a seal, and probably rightfully so. Am I am I about in the right place? You just summed up my whole thing. All right. <laughs> tell me the tell me the whole story. A Quebec hunter had to be airlifted to hospital this week following what was described as a rare seal attack on a Nova Scotia island. Uh-huh. Alexis Boudreau, twenty nine, and nine other hunters were on Pictou Island Tuesday when the attack occurred. Only four of them were carrying hockapicks, the clubs that are tipped with the sharp hooks. Yep, yep. Uh, After federal fisheries officers confiscated the tools from the others earlier in the day because their hooks were judged to be too long. Okay. Boudreaux, therefore, was defenseless when the 225-kilogram male seal charged. Long story short, he tried to back up. The seal charged. He slipped on ice, and the seal grabbed his leg and threw him. Fellow hunters scared off the animal, and he joined the rest of the... The seals. The hunters had a first aid kit and were able to treat him there. And this is a direct quote from the article. Boudreaux said that his experience is a reminder that while they may appear adorable in photos, seals have sharp teeth, can bite, and should be respected. He also criticizes Fisheries and Oceans Canada agents for confiscating the tools because he believes they could have helped avoid the accident. Okay, so there's 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 not a lot to unpack here, but there's a little bit that needs probably to be clarified. First of all, were they there legally? Obviously, they must have been if the fisheries board didn't tell them to get lost, right? They confiscated their tools that were illegal, in their opinion, right? Which makes sense, right? So him saying, hey, they Well, they they were the legal tools. They just had, like, a modification. But that's what I mean. It's like, so so they were illegal by the standards of this this practice, right? So, So do I condone the hunting of seals? No. 
right? I don't think they should be, you know, we should be hunting them, personally. But I understand that there are definitely people out there that have to hunt them for a living, right? That happens, right? These things, this is how the world works, right? If they had not confiscated their tools, would he still have gotten stitches? Maybe not. We don't know. We can't say for sure, right? He states that a little bop on the nose makes them turn back around. Maybe. And that he could have done that with his club. Well, he could have done that with his hand. Right? So, this is my point. So, like, if if they're saying, oh, you know, the tool is what would have kept it away because I could have just bopped it on the nose with the tool and it would have left, then why didn't you bop it on the nose with your fist or something of such, right? Rather than, like, stand your ground and when it comes at you, punch it in the nose and it'll turn around. Same way as if you had hit it with a, with a, with a stick, right? Same idea. Now, I get it. You throw your fist in its face and it might try to chomp on your hand not as not as risky if you have a stick right still right it sounds like if you had your tools confiscated and there was what not you said n- nine of them ten altogether ten altogether and only four of them still had tools right yes yeah so that means they confiscated six of the ten tools right which in my opinion tells me go home yeah you're not right? ready to be out there right now you are not a prepared hunter right now correct you're not ready to be out there with the with the animals. Go home, get your tools reset up, set up, you know, get properly, come back, right? Now, maybe that's not easy to do depending on where they were and stuff, but you know, if Fisheries Canada says, "Hey, we have to take your tools from you because they they don't meet the standards," then guess what? Stop modifying your tools to be illegal. So, should this guy have stitches? Probably. Yep. Should they have gone home instead of being out there without any defenses? Probably. Is the seal in the wrong for biting the man on the leg and throwing him across the ice? Absolutely not. Probably not. No. But, but you know, yeah. th- these things happen. So, he says once his 26 stitches heal, yeah. he's going to get back out there hunting. Of course. Th- that's how he makes his living. Well, as a non-native, he shouldn't be. Well. That's strongly held opinions by Charlotte that will not be shared right now because that's not what this podcast is. Correct. <laughs> This is, you gotta, you gotta remember, you gotta dial it back. Dial it back. You gotta dial it back. Indian police rescue 23 children, kill alleged captor. Rescue 23 children. 23. I mean, that's children. a Children. That's a lot of kids. Wait uh, until you hear why he had them. I, that's, <laughs> well, that was gonna be my question. I was like, how did he get so many kids? Or, and was it a him? I don't know. I can't say that. You just say alleged captor. It was a him. Okay, it was him. All right. Authorities rescued 23 children and killed the man who allegedly held them hostage for nearly 11 hours after inviting them to his home for his daughter's birthday party in northern India, police said Friday. <laughs> I've certainly been to some birthday parties that felt like a hostage situation. So like, <laughs> Come have cake. Come have cake. By you are way, trapped here hostage. forever now. Two police officers were injured after the man fired at them on Thursday night as they tried to enter his home. The exchange of gunfire occurred after efforts to negotiate his surrender over the phone had failed. The man was a suspect in a murder case who's currently out on bail. His motive for taking the children hostage was not immediately known. Uh, He kept them in a basement of his home and he was drunk when the police encounter occurred. At the height of the hostage crisis... He handed a six-month-old girl over to a neighbor from his balcony, which I find to be the odd part here. Uh, later, he fired his weapons when anyone tried to speak to him. When he dis- demanded to speak to a state lawmaker representing his area, he refused to communicate with the man once he arrived at the scene. So, obviously, the, the police shootout occurred, and the man's wife was also killed. 
The police are saying that she died in the exchange of gunfire. However, the news is reporting that angry villagers beat her to death when she tried to escape. Okay, the thing to take away here, <laughs> right? And this is the same anywhere. It's the same, same, it's the same literally anywhere. Don't go to children's birthday parties? No, don't fuck with people's kids. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm more likely to believe that the villagers beat her to death than she died in the gunfire. I, me too. Because... That's the kind of let's, thing that would happen. Let's be real. Police lie sometimes. It makes their job a little easier. Whatever. Oh, so but, what, So so did they actually have a daughter? Did you mention that in here? It was never mentioned if they actually have a daughter, but I assume they did because they were invited to the daughter's birthday party. Yeah, but was that just a And ruse? the villagers would know if they had a daughter or not. Mm, that's fair. It was a very small village in northern India, from what I understand. So wait, so in a small village in India, mm -hmm. you go... Send your children over for my daughter's birthday, and they go, sure. And mm -hmm. then you lock the door and don't let any of the kids leave. Except for the six-year-old. Or six-month-old? Six-month-old. Six because it's probably too young, and you don't want it there, so you just like, here, take this. Right? <laughs> here, take this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was handed over a balcony. That's what you said. That's why I was like, here, take this. Get rid of it. I don't Fair. want this here. Right? Fair. Like, it's crying too much. It's too fussy. It requires too much attention, so mm -hmm. get rid of it. You know, kids that are old enough that they can, like, sit, stand, move, and follow direction, those are the ones that you can keep hostage. A six-month-old, you have to have it. You have to keep it with you, right? You can take it hostage, right? But it requires your full attention, basically, right? What is a six-month-old even doing at a birthday party? Well, that was going to be my question as well. Like, who sends... Like, it's like, come to my daughter's eighth birthday or whatever, right? Without I, a parent, right? yeah. Because send your kids to my daughter's birthday, right? She's turning seven, turning eight, whatever. And then the parents show up and are like, here's our baby, see ya. Right? Like, what? They just wanted some alone time. Like, who? What? I don't understand. Anyway, so then the article doesn't say anything about what happened to their kid if they have a kid. Right? Well, that kid's now an orphan. Right, it sh for sure, right? But is the is the town gonna like ostracize this kid because of what their parents did? One hundred percent. Right. Okay. Or are they gonna take pity on this kid because their parents that basically like just like did this horrible thing that's now left them without parents and like they have no one now? You know what I mean? It's hard to tell if the wife and mother actually did anything horrible, or if she was just like so complicit in it that they were like, "Nah, screw this bitch." Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, right? They probably blame her for not, uh, you know, standing up, right? And being like, this is wrong, don't do this, right? Or, like, going along with it. Keep in right? mind, we're in northern India. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like, if you're in a small village, it might have been, like, one of those situations of, like, if you help them, I'll kill you kind of thing, the husband, right? I think she's screwed either way, no matter what she did. Right, but this is my yeah. point, right? She's in a tough situation if, she's, if she wasn't involved... If she was involved, then she, you know, that's, you know, that's another story. But if she wasn't involved in any way with what happened, the situation, she's basically screwed regardless of what goes on. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. The, the town's going to blame her. And not only that, but if they don't blame her and the husband gets angry and she tries to help the kids, the husband will probably kill her. Right? So, I mean, like, mm -hmm. there's a mm -hmm. lot of things going on here with that kind of thing that's, like, really awkward. The thing that, the thing that blows me away is... 23 kids being sent to these people's house for this birthday party 
And With no parents? No parents decide that, you know, I'm going to join my kids in joining the celebration. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe a different thing, right? Maybe there's a different process or a different, like, way of handling that. And, like, everyone thinks it's a small village, so it's safe. We know them. We've known them forever, right? Well, like, presumably that they would also know that he's out on bail as a murder suspect. Fair. Like, fair. This, like this, That's fair as this well. This story yes. is just a whirlwind from beginning to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... That's... Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there are people who can do bad things that are still good people. And so sure. maybe they're like, well, he, yeah, we know him. We've grown up around him. Our, we feel safe sending our kids there. And so they do. It's still so... And apparently it was a poor choice. Yep. But I mean, none of the kids were hurt. From what I understand, none of the children were so hurt. So all the kids made it out safe, which is good. That's the good news. The good news story of this article is that the kids were not harmed. So that's good. I don't know what the person was expecting... When they take 23 children hostage and then refuse to negotiate with police or the lawmaker that they requested. Like, why would you request it if you then don't want to talk to them? Anyway, delay why, a delay tactic. Why would you get drunk in the middle of a hostage situation? <laughs> maybe, they, maybe, they, maybe the person was already drunk before the hostage situation. It was a birthday party after all. Time to celebrate. Woo! Woo! My daughter's eight. Woo! This is a bit of a downer. I'm going to go back to snow penguins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there another article or is this it? This is it. That's the last I'm one. I'm done. Well. I filled I filled in your rock. Lifted your rock? I, you didn't I've lifted your rock. I was going to say, <laughs> fill in my rock. I've lifted your rock. What is my rock hollow? Man, there's a lot of space. It could be one of those hide-a-key rocks. There's I don't a, know. There's a lot of space in this rock. I lifted your rock. I am now not under as many rocks as I was. <laughs> that is what I'm going to say. That's, that's how I think we end this Today, you have managed to lift several rocks off of the pile covering me. This is a learning process. It's our first time. Go easy. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the first episode of Under a Rock Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, I learned a lot of random stuff. Sharla had fun, I think, telling me about random things and seeing my reactions. I always do. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll try to record more episodes of this in the future. I don't know how long it's going to take us to edit this and get it out to you all. Um, I'm hoping no more than a week. So I'm hoping maybe we can do this every other week or every two every two weeks at most. We'll be doing dropping at least one episode a month, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for listening, everybody. We've been your hosts, Mr. B and Sharla. Have yourselves a wonderful day. And... Uh, don't forget to lift your rocks from time to time. <laughs> I was supposed to giggle during the outro. You've ruined it now. Now i got to re-record it.